Hey guys, Pastor Jay Morgan here, Director of Appalachia Prayer Center Ministries. Welcome to this episode of Stay Focused. I am really excited you're here. I'm really excited to um, introduce you to a guest uh, that I'm going to have um, uh, on the uh, episode tonight, uh, Pastor Larry Cole. I'll bring him in just a minute, but let me encourage you to uh, share this video, invite people to watch, tag some people in this video. Uh, who has a desire to hear what God is saying in this season. Uh, right now, the world is in, a, in a, a, a state of crisis as we're grappling to try to deal with um, this epidemic that's uh, uh, all over the world, 150-plus nations now. And uh, today is February, excuse me, February. It's not February. Today is April the 3rd, 2020. And um, I, I just want to timestamp that for future audio um, podcast that this that this um, stay focused uh, program will be on. So uh, right now the, the the world is in a state of crisis uh, brought on by a um, a novel coronavirus as well as just a lot of uncertainty as as the uh, um, Stock markets, the economy is up and down. Millions of people are quarantined in their home. But the purpose of stay focused is we want to we want to focus in the middle of the storm, in the middle of the crisis. We want to focus on what the Lord is saying and what the Lord is doing. And so I'm really excited to uh, bring my friend um, Larry Cole on uh, today, and I want you guys to to welcome him, uh, Larry. Uh, just hopefully we can hear you. I can see you. Hey brother, how are you? Hey, uh, doing good, doing good. Um, I'm so excited to have you on here with us, uh, Larry. We met a couple of years ago. Um, you you had a couple of people from your church that dr uh, drove over to West Virginia for a uh, prayer service that we had yeah. uh, in January of 2018. We, we had just come off of 144 hours of continuous prayer for 12 Appalachian um states uh you had a couple of people who found out about what we were doing we had a prayer service at the end of that they came up uh and then from that i met you come come at your place april that year and uh just really enjoyed the friendship since that time and i'm really excited to, to have you um uh, with me today on stay focused I, I, I want everybody to get to know you a little bit brother and uh, I, I would love if you could take just a couple minutes and just tell her, uh, tell us about uh, your faith journey. You had an incredible encounter with the Lord. Uh, you met the Lord uh, during the Brownsville Revival, I believe. So just tell us a little bit about that yeah. and about what God is doing in, in your, your church, uh, the Appalachia House of Prayer in Boone, North Carolina. Yeah, so the ladies that came up to your place uh, a little over two years ago uh, told me that I just had to meet you, that you and I had a lot in common. And uh, I think if I hadn't have called you, they would have taken a switch to me. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm really glad that we met. And I know why you mentioned February. There just seems to be something about February that's connected yes. you and I. Um, so I was actually born in St. Augustine, Florida. Uh, but my dad and his whole family was from West Virginia, a family of coal miners. So that was my link to the Appalachians. Um, at a real young age, my parents divorced, uh, and then life just started to spiral downhill from there. By the age of 15, uh, I'd already been arrested for breaking and entering, uh, grand theft auto, uh, spent some time in jail uh, during my high school years. Uh, eventually, I joined the Army uh, just to try to get out of trouble, and um, a lot of what they taught me was just how to hold my liquor a little better. 
Um, so by the age of 25, I was still uh, just struggling. Um, I, I knew deep down in me there was a call, there was a purpose. Uh, I was just waiting on somebody to give me a chance. Uh, at the age of 25, uh, I drove all the way from the mountains of North Carolina down to Pensacola, Florida. Uh, I was in such bad shape. I weighed 113 pounds, um, just just real heavy on, on drugs. And um, when I pulled in the parking lot at the, uh, the Brownsville Revival, Brownsville Assembly of God in Pensacola, Florida, I pulled in the parking lot early in the morning. When I got out of the car, my feet touched the ground. And that was all it took. And I just felt like warm oil pour over me, pour through me. And my heart began to instantly heal. Um, I met my father right there in the parking lot. And then everything that happened the rest of that day, that night in the service uh, was just, just confirmation. I received the, the greatest emphasis of the spirit of adoption that a person can ever experience. I knew I belonged to my Father in heaven, and I've, I've not been the same since. Uh, I had a little bit of Baptist background before then, uh, but all that was blown out of the water a couple days later, uh, driving back home, uh, just worshiping the Lord, tears streaming down my face. Um, I, I began to speak in tongues, and the Lord began to speak to me, um, number one, about preparing myself uh, to be used by God. And then number two, uh, even two days after I got born again, the Holy Spirit began to speak to me about the last days and about the end times and how he was uh, uh, raising up a bride that would be prepared for the return of Jesus. So that's one of the scriptures that encourages me the most is when uh, Paul wrote in Ephesians, it's not good for a man to be unequally yoked uh, with his wife. And that's the same standard that our father in heaven holds for his son. When the father sends his son back, it's going to be for a bride that's equally yoked with his son. Uh, so I'm really excited. Things are going to begin to accelerate, and the church is going to begin to, to be lifted up into a greater place of authority in the earth. Yeah, ab absolutely, man. And you are born again in the middle of a revival, and so your your exposure to the kingdom was in a massive revival movement and and i know your heart is hungry for revival and what god is doing in these in these 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 times we live in which i believe is the end times and, and people say how can you be certain that well my, my response is simply this jesus taught me to be ever vigilant and to watch and pray and to treat every day as if if, if, if it's the end time if I do not approach every day as if it's the end time, I'm being disobedient to, to the Lord. Yeah. And so uh, we we have a similar heart in that we are just crying out for God to do to do what He does. And um, I I want to have you back on in the future, and because there's a lot that I want to talk um, with you about, even about this crisis we're in right now. But uh, time is never my friend on these things. And yeah. you and I, when we, we, when we get together, we talk for hours. But I, I want the uh, church that's watching and anyone that's watching to, um, to uh, see this, this dream that you had. And you shared a video with me. Uh, when did you have this? Well, you call it an experience. It was a dream, but when you woke up, you was actually still in this. Yeah, and, this was uh, actually seven years ago. Seven um, years ago. Last and month. You, yeah, you. Uh, when was that again? I'm sorry. 
seven years ago last month. Last month. Wow. You shared this dream with me a couple of times. And then we were talking about um, having you want to, to share this dream and talk about it. And you sent me this video that you had put together to, just to try to illustrate the dream a little. Yeah. And when I watched it, I was just blown away at the significance of what of how it applies to the world we live in right now. I'm going to play this video that you sent me, and then we're going to spend the rest of our time just talking about it. And guys, listen, um, you, you'll want to tune in and, and stay with us, but particularly toward the end, because we're, we believe that this isn't just a neat vision and a dream that the Lord gave us, but there's a response that he is asking from us. And we want to talk about that response, but first let's watch the dream. A few years ago, I had an experience that left me shaken to my core for days. For days, I was unable to tell anyone about it, and even since then, I've only told a handful of people. But now I feel that it's time to share it with many. I believe that this experience is coming to pass in the time and the season that we're in now. This experience began as a dream. But even after I awoke from the dream, the experience continued. In the dream, I found myself in a large cave. The ceiling was about 75 feet high, and the walls were about 50 feet apart. The cave opening was behind me, and very little light was coming in, so I was struggling to uh, adjust my eyes to what I was seeing. Suddenly, I noticed that there was something in the cave that didn't seem to fit with uh, what I was seeing in the walls and the floor. I backed up a little bit and adjusted my vision. What I saw was a black serpent. This, this serpent was huge. It was solid black except for a few deep purple scales just behind its jaws. The size of the serpent was so big that it filled the entire cave. From its belly to the top of its back, it went from the floor of the cave to the ceiling, again about 75 feet high. As soon as I saw what it was, fear came into my mind and began to flush down towards my heart. Just before the fear reached my heart, a man in white stepped up over my left shoulder. When he stepped up, I felt the fear leave my heart and go back up to my mind. I was shaken out of the dream by this fear, but the dream continued to play in front of me. The man in white over my left shoulder spoke to me, and he said, Don't let it know that you're afraid. If it knows you're afraid, it'll know that you have seen it. I asked the man, What is this? What am I looking at? And he began to tell me, he said, what you're seeing here is one of six that are upon the earth now. None of them have ever been in America before, but this one that you see is here now. He said its offspring is fear. Fear is smaller and it's spreading out across America. He said that fear consumes individuals, families, congregations, and even communities. Fear consumes where it is allowed to come. 
He told me that once fear had its fill in America, that it would return to this cave and awaken this big one. He said the big one would then move across this nation and that it was capable of consuming regions and even nations. I asked the man in white, how can we defeat this serpent? He said, you cannot kill it. It is as eternal as the soul itself. But, he said, you can keep it from your region. I asked him how, and he told me, where the blood is applied to the land, it will burn the belly of this serpent when it comes and turn it away. I knew then that the purpose of the church was to apply the blood of the Lamb to the land through repentance, that this would create a place of refuge where this serpent could not come and have its fill. That was the end of my experience. Wow. Well, that's a, that's a powerful dream experience you had, and there are so many points from that that I was just even writing down again as I was watching it. And, and I want to allow you to approach this as, as you want to, but I, I, I just find it amazing that one of the things you said is that the offspring of, of this large serpent is fear, and the yeah. fear is spreading out, and, and then once it's, it, fear had had its, its feel, that it will return to the cave and, and awaken this other serpent, and it was capable of consuming regions and communities. But while many people want to focus on that, I want to focus particularly on the solution. So just give me some initial thoughts, that because you've, you've been processing this for seven years, and, and really what the Lord's been speaking to you, Then and, and I'll, I'll keep an eye on the time, because we want to focus on the solution to that. Yeah, we, we've seen an escalation, we all have in recent years. Every time there's a scare of a hurricane coming, uh, earthquake, tornado, uh, the stock market, the housing market, um, we're just seeing people um, uh, just begin to interact with fear in ways that former generations just don't seem to have done so. Um, right. and, and technology, um, while it has its benefits, just the instant access to, to information, I believe, um, it, it just just feeds that fear as well. And we're not saying things aren't aren't real. What we're saying is is that the fear is accelerated. Yeah, yeah. And and there there's levels to fear. Uh, like I, I said in the video, there there's thoughts of fear. There are things that we can think about that are fearful, and that's a, a normal thought, and that's okay. Um, but then the next level is our emotions. When our emotions come into agreement with the fear, uh, we are handing the enemy the key to our souls because uh, then the next level is the spirit of fear that comes in. So just because people have thoughts of fear doesn't mean that they've given themselves to the enemy. Uh, and even right. emotions, you know, the Holy Spirit's patient. He's teaching us. He's guiding us. He's, he's helping us. Um, get filled with perfect love that sets us free uh, from that fear and keeping us from submitting to the authority of the spirit of fear. So you're making a distinction between there's a difference between fear or being afraid and this spirit of fear. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
Um, so also recently, um, so the, the Lord spoke today about, uh, in the book of Revelation, it talks, uh, uh, John wrote, these things will come shortly. Uh, when he wrote that, I don't think he was meaning uh, a week from now, all these things are going to begin. But right. actually, that term means that once they begin, they will start to accelerate swiftly. Acceleration. I really believe we have entered into that time. Things are, are accelerating. And if there's anything that the Holy Spirit is speaking today, it's to the church. And he's saying this, you better know what you believe. If yes. you are cut off from communication, you can't hear what leaders in the church are saying and what they think about the issues that are happening. I need you to know, number one, what you believe, and number two, how to get alone with the Holy Spirit and hear what he's saying. Because there, even now, if we were shut off from social media and we had nothing to feed on but the network news, um, a lot of, of Christians would really be falling apart in a greater escalation than what we're seeing. So we yes. have got to know what we believe and what we hold to. Uh, the second thing, a couple of weeks ago, the Holy Spirit spoke to me the word compound. And right now there's a lot going on in the world, but I, I, the Holy Spirit for over two weeks now has spoken the word compound. And it, it's got two definitions. Number one, a compound is more than one ingredient. Yes. Uh, I, I, I really feel there is something else that's going to be the one-two punch in this. It's not just the coronavirus. Uh, it, it's not uh, just the response of the, of the nations to this virus. Uh, but I think it's very possible that something else is going to hit us with a one-two punch. That's the compound. The second definition, um, so in Boone, North Carolina, where we're located at, we have Samaritan's Purse here. They have bases all over the world, and they call them compounds. These compounds are walled, they are gated, and they are places of refuge for the Samaritan's Purse team to work there. So what we're looking at is the enemy's coming with a one-two punch. There's going to be multiple fronts of attack that the church experiences, but in that God is making compounds. He's making places of refuge, and ultimately that, that the only place of refuge is in his presence. Yes. One of the things that um, the Lord spoke to me at the beginning of all this, even be even before uh, the panic was out, uh, even, you know, when I could go to the store and still buy toilet paper uh, easily, um, the Lord spoke to me that there's a time of testing coming, and he said, and, and you need to pay careful attention and learn. And, and as you and I were talking earlier today, this isn't a, a, a pass-fail test. This is a type of test that lets you know where your weaknesses and strengths are. I'm going to bring you back, and we're going to talk a lot about um, what we are learning through this and, and what the Holy Spirit is speaking in response to just this, um, this, this panic that's on the earth. Yeah. Let, let's focus back on the dream real quick. Um, how that this, this um, I, I find it interesting that you said that this particular um, serpent, the Lord told you, had not been in America before. That there was, what did you say, six in, in the world? That's that's what he told me, yes. So talk to me a little bit about that. Well, I know uh, a couple of years ago, the Lord spoke to me. Uh, I was watching a documentary on World War II, and he began to speak to me about how in wartime we can defeat armies, we can overthrow governments, 
but until the principalities over these areas are confronted with the kingdom, they will continue to, to stay in their cycle of darkness that they're bringing on the earth. And, and I want to say this in warning also, uh, and this is something that I prayed about um, years ago when we first started Appalachian House of Prayer. Uh, a lot of people began to come uh, to our, our prayer room and our church and say, we're so glad you're here. We want to help you pull down the principalities in this area. And I just felt in my spirit, something is not right about this. Uh, let me just put you on hold and pray about it. And ultimately, within a couple of weeks, the Lord told me, um, you cannot go into places where you do not have authority. So if someone comes in our church and they are demon possessed or oppressed, we have authority to help them and set them free. But even Jesus, uh, during his ministry on the earth, you won't see anywhere that he confronted principalities and, and powers. So what the Lord told me was, what I need you to do is create an atmosphere for me to come and dwell. And when I get there, I will deal with the things above your authority. So we're not, we're not looking at, at, at confronting these principalities and powers. We're more focused on Jesus. We've got to set our eyes on him and create heaven on earth. And brother, that's one reason why you and I get along so well together is that our central focus is on Jesus himself. And that is the answer. Yeah. And so while we can focus a lot on the serpent and, and its offspring, so what left that cave and was actually moving around was fear, right? Is that correct? Right. The offspring of this this larger, uh, we could say, principality uh, that was that was in the cave, um, and that fear is just an offspring of that. Uh, but what's interesting, you asked the Lord, you know, how you can kill this this big one, and He said. The response is um, not to focus on killing it, but but when the when the blood of Jesus is applied to regions, uh, I don't know. If, I can't remember if you said it in the um, the video or not. You might have. I know when you've talked to me about it before. You said you actually burned the belly of this thing. Yes, uh, actually, I didn't put this in the video, but the Lord took me back when I was four years old. I watched a documentary, and in this documentary, there was a serpent. Um, moving through a swamp, and there was a, a bird's nest in this pine tree, and the serpent could smell the chicks in the nest, and it began to climb the tree to get to those chicks, but that bird had pecked into the tree and caused the sap to run down the outside of the tree, and when the snake touched that sap, that pine sap burned its belly and it couldn't go up the tree any farther. Come on, somebody. <laughs> that was the illustration that he gave me. So we have got to apply the blood to our land. And, and I want to say this to everybody. I Every Tuesday at Appalachian House of Prayer, we pray for Israel. Um, I will bless those who bless you. God told Abraham, if we um, uh, are in agreement with God's heart concerning Israel, there is so much power in that. So I am very pro-Israel, and, and I even went to Israel just to weep over the land for 12 days. Um, uh, by the way, some of you who don't know this, uh, Larry didn't go to Israel with a, a tour group. He went to do his own thing and weep over the land. He's told yeah. me a lot of detail about that in the past. Yeah. He kind of did his own thing. Is that correct? Yeah. See, what, what we know from the story of Cain and Abel that the blood of the innocent cries out to God from the earth. 
And the Lord told me, he said, I'm taking you to Israel to weep. You're not there to take a tour. You're not there to see the sights. So all I did was, was book an apartment near the old city in Jerusalem. I didn't take any tours. And within four days, uh, the money came in from a company that I used to work for unexpectedly. And the Lord told me, I'm sending you there to weep. And he said, just as the blood of the innocent cries out to me from the earth, so do the tears of my saints. So I just wow. want to encourage everyone, when you fall in love with Jesus day after day, and, and he gives you his love for the nations, for your region, for your town, for the hollers, you'll begin to weep for them like never before. Even if you can't put words to it, your tears are purchasing these places that you're allowing the Holy Spirit to, to break you for. So for 12 days in Israel, all I did was weep. And then yes. I came home. Um, so what we're talking about today is we're, we're, we're looking at a strategy that the Holy Spirit is giving us. Yes. And, and we just have just a few minutes left on this program. So we want to jump right into this, this strategy and of applying the blood to the, to, to the land. And, um, so one of the details of what we're going to do, because this, I found it very interesting that the time that the majority of the world is in the height of the crisis, and, and most of the world right now is in some form of quarantine, uh, I was talking with, with uh, Gail uh, from your church, who was actually one of the ones who came to that prayer gathering in our place. Her son has been in Israel for several years, as I understand. He is, and he, she was just saying how that the nation of Israel is in quarantine. Now, guys, as well, Something I want to point out is that we are in Passover season. And while I don't understand everything there is to know about this, it, I think it's very interesting. The only thing I want to say right now is it's inter interesting and seems significant that quite possibly only two times in the history of the nation of Israel have they been quarantine that Passover. Um, if, if it's happened at other times, I think that's kind of a moot point. I think it's really important that we're all quarantined right now. The first time that we know that they were quarantined in their homes was the original Passover when the Lord said to go into their homes and observe the Passover meal and that the death angel would literally pass over. Uh, right now we're in that Passover season and I believe that the nation of Israel and the church, the Lord, is asking us to, to, to lean in to the power of the blood of Jesus, which we know is the Passover lamb. And so I, I want to just real quick give this strategy that we're going to ask you to do, and then Pastor Larry is going to talk just a minute more about the importance of, of uh, the land. We're specifically talking about the Appalachia region. We know the Lord loves the whole world, but both of us, like Pastor Larry and I both, uh, I have a calling to the Appalachia region from Alabama to New York, uh, praying for these mountain ranges. While we pray for the whole world, God has specifically called us out, asked us, and many others is on this video right now. He has asked you to pray. And kind of like uh, in the book of Nehemiah, that you have to rebuild the part of the wall that guards your land, guards your house. And that's what we're doing. We're encouraging you to do. Uh, but Larry, in just a minute, is going to share a, a real quick word about the importance of this mountain range. But mark this down on Good Friday, 
um, that's, a, that's a week from today, Good Friday, April 10th at 3 o'clock p.m., wherever you're at, gather the Holy Communion elements, the bread and the drink with you. Join us as we, all over this Appalachia region, partake in Holy Communion and remember the Passover of Jesus at 3 o'clock on Good Friday, Eastern Standard Time. Now, we have friends from multiple states that's going to pause at 3 o'clock and join with us next, next Friday. Uh, there will be a Zoom link shared. It will cut off after a 1,000 people. And if we have less than that, great. If we have more than that, the first 1,000 is on the Zoom call can join in on Zoom as we take communion together and just apply the blood of Jesus to the land because Jesus is the one who has all victory over every serpent and can crush the head of the serpent. Jesus is the, the blood, even as the Lord purifies this land. We're asking him to purify the land. Uh, I'm bumping up to time, but we're going to take just a couple of minutes, speak very specifically about uh, what you feel concerning the Appalachian Mountain Range and its significance and the significance of us just applying the blood of the Lord to, to our land. Yeah, so what should it profit a man if he should gain the whole world and lose his soul? So what we're looking at is we've got to focus in and then work out from there. Over the next week, we need everybody to focus on Jesus, let the Holy Spirit reveal anything. If there is, uh, yes. uh, Evan Roberts used to say, if you think there's anything in your heart that would grieve God, that is sin, deal with it and, and get it under the blood, get it washed away. And, and walk away from it. So sin, uh, Romans 3.23, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Romans 6.23, the wages or the debt of sin is death. Sin yes. equals debt. Galatians 3 says that Christ redeemed us. He purchased us. He redeemed us because sin is debt. Well, sin in our souls brings us into debt. And debt brings us into slavery to the lender. So we are given authority to the enemy with our own souls. But let's take that out a little bit. The same way with the land. I don't know what's happened on the land and the region where I live since creation. But anything that has happened from the shedding of innocent blood to abominations, adultery, these are sin that is putting a debt on this land, and it is signing the deed over to the enemy. So what we're looking to do is fulfill 2 Chronicles 7.14, which calls us to be ambassadors of reconciliation on behalf of the land. If we will go to war for the land at this time, the yeah. land and all of creation is going to help us in the last days. Uh, Leviticus 25.23 the land is mine, says the Lord. You are only strangers and temporary residents. So yes. what we're doing is we're repenting for the sins of the land, and we are redeeming it and signing the deed over to its, its original owner, its creator, and giving it to God to do whatever he wants. We've got some folks in our church that have done this in the last two years, and we have seen miracles begin to take place on the land as we do this. Yes, so um, the, the encouragement is to consecrate yourself over the next week. As, as in the book of Joshua, uh, uh, Joshua told the people, consecrate yourself 
uh, for tomorrow you will see great things. We believe that God is at work. Consecrate yourself. Deal with the sin. Turn from your sin. Seek the Lord with us this next week on Good Friday at 3 o'clock um, uh, Eastern Standard Time. We're picking 3 o'clock because that's the time of day that we remember Jesus drawing his last breath. And so literally at that time of the day when we're remembering Jesus drawing his last breath, we will be taking the communion elements and asking the Lord um, to heal our land, not just from this virus, okay? There's a lot at play in this season that's bigger than the virus. We're asking the Lord to heal the land from the sin, heal us, heal the people. And those of us in Appalachia, we're asking the Lord to, to forgive us our sins, the sins of our fathers and forefathers. We're asking the Lord to have mercy and to send revival and to heal the land and the people. Real quick, Pastor Larry, we've gone over just a little bit, which will be fine, but I, I want you to tell uh, everyone what you feel the significance of the mountain range is to the nation. Yeah. The Appalachians. So if, if, if you go to Appalachian House of Prayer's YouTube channel, the video that we just watched is at the very top. The third video on there is another dream that I had, um, and at the end, I declared to a multitude of people on top of the Appalachian Mountains that at creation, God made the Appalachian Mountains to guard the heart of this nation. Appalachian has a destiny, has a calling, has giftings upon it, and we, when we repent for the land, we're going to set the land free, we're going to set the mountains free and there's going to be a resounding authority that comes Come on. on mountains what we're seeing right now is uh isaiah 60 verse 2 the darkness is coming on the land that's that's the power of the darkness and then gross darkness is coming on the people this is the authority so what we're experiencing now in the nations is is the power that darkness has and, and it's trying to gain authority, but it can only gain that authority through God's people if we give it to it. Now, yes. to counter that, God has given us Numbers chapter 6, verse 24 and 26. The Lord bless you and keep you. Yes. The Lord make his face to shine upon you. That's the power of God shining upon his people. And then it says, as, as you gain this power, he will be gracious unto you. And then the Lord will lift up his countenance upon you. So it's not just his face. It's then yeah. his countenance, which is his heart and his character. And it's not just his power. It's his authority. God's not just looking for a people to walk in his power. He's looking for people that will walk in his kingdom authority. And that's what we're doing. And it says when you gain this authority, God will give you his peace. Come on. Brother, listen. Uh, uh, just a couple of things I want to spring off of that real quick. Those of us, uh, I'm from West Virginia, uh, West Virginia Prayer Alliance. Uh, we've been, over the last year and a half, we've just been praying and asking God and saying, what would it look like for revival to come to a whole state at one time? And there's been prophecies going out. Now, here's the thing. West Virginia is the only state that is fully encompassed by the Appalachian Mountains. The mountains touch other um, states, but we are fully encompassed in the mountains. And there's been prophetic words, and I know all my, my prayer people here from West Virginia, their, their, their minds are probably about to explode right now. 
because of the prophetic words that's being given out over this state being the heart of the nation. And God has literally established a people and placed them in a region and placed even mountains as protection. And we're not talking about some kind of false protection that, you know, we can't get the virus or anything like that. We're just talking about a preservation of our hearts for an end time revival. And guys, I want you to focus on Jesus with us this next week. Pastor Larry, I'm going to have you come back uh, in just a moment. I'm going to have you pray over, over everyone. But again, April uh, the 10th, Good Friday, 3 o'clock p.m., Join us in Holy Communion, uh, remembering the Passover of Jesus as we ask the Lord to heal the land. Uh, Pastor Larry, real quick, could you just say a prayer over all of us as we end today? And I'm yeah. going to have you back real soon. Yeah, so I believe in the power of blessing. Blessing is the root of the tree that bears fruit. So I just bless everybody listening right now. I bless you this day in the name of Jesus Christ, the Messiah. I bless you to enter into him and abide yes. and dwell with him night and day. May you be sensitive to his voice and walk in the fullness of repentance, having your sins washed away and your soul healed yes. and secured. May you be found ready and prepared when times of refreshing and revival are breathed into you from the Lord. I yes. bless you for his life to flow into you constantly. I bless your mind to see that he is always present and with you in times of peace and trouble, and your heart will be open to receive his love. I bless you to labor with him. May you allow his yoke to be placed upon you. He is your mentor and your counselor, whose yoke will bring you into his rest. I bless you to receive his burden that will make you fruitful for his kingdom. And last, I bless you now to receive the fire of God into your innermost being. It will consume all the death within you and ignite the eternal love of your Father in heaven within you. This fire will never go out. It is eternal. I bless this fire now to join you with his Holy Spirit all of your days. And I declare now you are an overcomer by your love for him and a conqueror by the fire within you in the name of Jesus. So be it. Amen. Thank you so much, brother. Uh -huh. Wow. I'm going to re-listen to this a few times myself. Thank you for being here with me today. I'm going to have you back and we're going to talk some more about what God is showing us in this, this time. Guys, I hope you were blessed uh, and challenged by what Pastor Larry has shared today. Go back and watch this video. I know I'm going to. There's so much the Lord just released over the last few minutes. Uh, but here's what we want to focus on is we are going to ask the Lord to apply the blood to ourselves, to our land. We know that he has separated us. Uh, and he has brought us into the kingdom for such a time as this. Let other people know about what's going on. We're going to join together uh, next Friday at 3 o'clock. Larry be on the call with me. A couple more people will be leading us through this time of, of Passover and Holy Communion. There's significance all over this. I hope you can um, understand this. Go back listen again to what was being shared. This is why we're putting this out there. This is a crucial important time. We love you guys. You take care. Uh, and uh, in just a moment, I am going to, uh, let me just encourage you to come back over to the West Virginia Paralines page in just a minute.
uh, after this video ends because Pastor Ritz Sparks will be preaching the gospel here in just a few minutes. We love you guys.